Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 11. The Rescue The vision of the Professor appearing before her in the cell had again proved overwhelming for Astrid, and she'd plummeted into another deep sleep. However, upon awakening there was no trace delirium or hesitation in her mind. She stood up, legs shaky but driven to work. Pacing the room, she quickly weighed up her options for escape. The door at the far end of the room could lead to greater danger if the gang who had tied her to the table and invaded her mind were still in the vicinity. There was no window to escape from, but the rotten planks of wood on the ceiling would serve just as well. She dragged the table across the floor, doing so as slowly as she could to avoid making a noise. Once it was positioned under the most warped and distressed section of the wooden roof, through which the sunlight continued to seep, she knelt down and grasped the helmet-like device that had been used to scan her mind. She regarded it for a moment. The blistered and blackened surface cracked under pressure from her fingers, but from its weight she deduced the frame would be solid enough for her purpose. Climbing onto the table and grabbing hold of the wire trailing from the back of the helmet, she swung it high and hard into the air. It crashed into the rotted wood and turned one of the panel gaps into a larger hole. Yes. Astrid hissed under her breath. She quickly readied herself to repeat the action, and, bit by bit, the repeated swings of the scanner knocked lumps of timber out of the way until a serviceable gap had opened up. She casually flung the damaged scanner onto the floor and then leapt up from the table, managing to grasp hold of the very top of the stone wall beneath the portal of sunlight she had created. Carefully scaling the wall, she pushed herself up through the roof and sat atop it, looking out at the horizon. The landscape was familiar as the same moor on which she and the professor had landed, but the immediate locale bore none of the landmarks she had seen in her visions. There was no rockfall, no copse of trees upon a hill, and no cottage. Slowly an instinct crept into her mind, and she turned eastwards to look at a ridge of rocks not far away. Something told her this was the direction in which she needed to run. Going somewhere, are we? A voice snarled from below. She looked down to see four of the tattooed scavengers gazing up at her. Fancy a walk, Astrid called down, and the gang immediately ran to begin climbing the walls. She pulled herself up onto her feet and assessed the rooftop. It was a ramshackle building, smaller than the cottage she had seen earlier. It was a single story and in a state of great disrepair. The timber she had smashed through had been a bodged repair to a tiled roof full of missing slates. She carefully ascended one side of the sloping canopy and positioned herself at the top of the building. From here she could see the scavengers all scrambling to get at her, having distanced themselves so as to approach from two sides. The first of them, the man who had led the others in scanning her mind the previous evening, appeared over the lip of the roof. Don't know where you're planning on running to, little girl. The words seemed to ooze out of him, 
a grim sense of satisfaction at the promise of a hunt discernible in his voice. But wherever it is, it won't be far enough. Another of the gang appeared on the other side of the roof. This one was female, and like her companion she was sporting a sickening grin. The third of the group then appeared a few feet further along the building to the first. Astrid crouched down, grabbed a heavy tile from the roof and hurled it at him, sending him tumbling back down to the ground with a yelp. The first two assailants took this as a sign that the hunt was on and advanced on Astrid slowly, forcing her to tiptoe along the apex of the roof. She saw the final member of the group scramble into view. This one seemed even more crazed than the others, saliva spilling from his mouth as he bared his teeth. With no thought for caution, he jumped onto the roof and made a determined run for Astrid, but his heavy steps proved too much for the fragile structure, which gave way beneath him and sent him clattering down into the house. The female scavenger now found her way blocked and dropped to her knees in fear of the breach widening. Astrid could not help but laugh, turning to the group's leader. <laughs> right clever bunch you got working for you here, ain't ya? She flashed them a mischievous grin. Be seeing ya. She turned and ran the length of the roof towards a stone chimney. Something in the back of her head was guiding her. Her movements were her own, but somehow there now seemed an added layer of instinct in her mind, urging her to trust the otherwise reckless impulses driving her way from the scavengers. Without hesitating, she leapt from the roof and sailed through the air down towards a bank of long grass which cushioned her fall and let her roll unharmed onto the ground. She allowed herself the chance to look back at the ruined house. The man she had knocked from the roof was sat on the ground clutching his head. The two who had chased her were about to climb down, and from a doorway on the side of the dwelling, the one who had taken a tumble emerged, full of the anger of embarrassment. An instinct told her to make for the rocks she had seen earlier, and she hurtled away, the sound of her feet on the ground soon joined by the distant galloping of the three remaining scavengers. After so long locked up, and at the mercy of the strange force which had pervaded her mind since landing on the moor, Astrid revelled in the freedom of dashing through the open air. Don't you worry, Prof, she panted. I'm coming. She approached the ridge and began to clamber up the rocks. Though nimble, her efforts were still considerably decelerated, and she could hear the three scavengers gaining on her. She hazarded a look down and saw that they too were beginning to ascend the ridge. With longer and more powerful arms and legs, they were bound to catch her up before she reached level ground again. A missed time step caused her legs to give way beneath her, and her hands grasped desperately to the very precipice of the rock face. She could hear her pursuers jeering, their rough voices growing louder as they approached. She managed to find a foothold, and was continuing a scrabble up to the top of the ridge, when a hand grabbed hold of her arm and pulled her clear of the rocks. Fearing another of the gang had somehow got ahead of her, she craned her neck to look at the interloper, and was surprised to see an elderly woman standing beside her. She got to her feet but was lost for words. Something stirred in her mind and stopped her from speaking. The woman, leaning on a cudgel, looked at her with wide eyes. Who are you? Astrid stammered at last. The woman hesitated. A friend. She smiled and then drew from the depths of her thick woollen coat a bizarre device not unlike a pistol. Its gleaming white surface glowed in the sunshine. She aimed it at the edge of the ridge where the scavengers were starting to appear. She squeezed the handle of the weapon and a vibrating hum rose from within it, 
sparks of energy gathering all over its surface before discharging and blasting the ground at the lip of the rocks. Debris flew into the air, and one of the scavengers screamed as they dropped back down the side of the ridge. The woman fired several more blasts into the ground, and more shrieks signalled all three pursuers had been sent back down to the lower ground. What was that? Astrid exclaimed. No time to talk. Come, we must get you to safety, the old woman said with urgency, replacing the weapon in her coat and reaching to take Astrid's arm. This way. They both turned, but remained rooted to the spot. On the contrary, I think it's high time for a talk. Standing before them, bruised and beaten in a way Astrid had never seen before, stood the professor. She drew from her pocket two strips of dark metal, the sight of which caused the old woman to take a step back in fear. Time for the truth, Evie. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Cottage on the Moor, an unbound theatre production written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> <laughs>